Welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. I'm your host, your brother Nico. Uh, today's podcast uh, is in Matthew chapter 4. And this podcast is titled, The Prosperity Gospel and How to Battle Temptation. Uh, let's pray. Lord, bless us with your word. Teach us how to fight. Teach us how to use your word, which is the sword of the spirit to fight against temptation so that we don't fall that God that you would write your word upon the tablet of our heart so that we may not sin against you in Jesus name amen so I'm going to begin this podcast with the, the, the reading of Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 10 now to give this context this is just after uh, Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him and he was declared that he's the Messiah by John the Baptist. And um, immediately the Holy Spirit <clears throat> set uh, Jesus out into the wilderness for 40 days fasting. And during that time, Satan tempted him. And Jesus re- resisted the devil and the devil fled. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about how prosperity preachers use the same tactics that Satan used to try to tempt Jesus. And this is how you avoid falling into prosperity gospel and how to battle temptation. Matthew chapter four, starting in verse one. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you're the Son of God, command these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, and set Jesus on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, then throw yourself down, for it's written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up, on an exceedingly high mountain and showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of Matthew is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Many times the Lord brings to my remembrance verses out of the Gospel of Matthew. In chapter 4, the Lord has given me some understanding in regards on the prosperity gospel and how to fight temptation. 
The prosperity gospel is in the Bible. It is in Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus was baptized, received the Holy Spirit, and went into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days. The devil took that opportunity to, to tempt Jesus with health, wealth, and prosperity. But you might ask, so who is giving all this money, cars, houses, etc. that these televangelists and prosperity preachers talk about? The answer is Satan. Now, I'm not saying that God isn't capable of giving us the things we need uh, and also bless us. But remember that he is sovereign and he gives according to his will and in the riches that he has in Christ. But according to the prosperity gospel, God is reduced to a kind of a supernatural bellhop attending to the needs and the desires of his creation instead of us surrendering our needs and desires for his needs and desires. Amen. In Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 3, Satan tempts Jesus with the prosperity by showing him that Jesus is the son of God by turning stones into bread. Now notice the devil used stones, a a plural word that meant that there was more than one stone. The stones probably looked like bread because of their size, shape, and color. Jesus fought back with the word of the spirit, the word of God. Excuse me. Jesus fought back with the sword of the spirit and the word of God. (laughs) He is showing us how to yield our sword and fight back. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. And I quote, that he might take me, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Also, the text in Matthew 4 suggests that the Spirit commanded this fast, and if Jesus would have broke this fast, it would have been an act of disobedience. Even though Jesus could have supernaturally made the stones to bread, he stayed obedient, and Jesus was able to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus denied himself for God's provision and put all his trust in God. So the next thing the devil does is he takes Jesus up on one of the pinnacles of the temple and told him to throw himself down. This is the health portion of the prosperity gospel. The devil twisted scripture to try to trick Jesus into tempting God. Satan knows scripture too. He takes the truth and then mixes it with lies, much like the prosperity preachers do. Satan quoted Psalm 91 verse 11 through 12 where it says, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. This is why it is so, uh, in bold letters, underlined in big bold letters, it is so important to read your Bible and to know it and understand it. It's life and death, folks. Your life and the life of others. And it means your death and the death of others and the afterlife of you and others. This is important. You have to know this because you may have to teach somebody 
that you know and you love or just somebody that the Lord brings before you. We have an enemy that hates us, an enemy that doesn't discriminate and our enemy is relentless. But he wasn't fooling Jesus. Satan implied that God is trustworthy is trustworthy only when he rescues us from suffering and danger. But God is trustworthy even when he allows us to suffer. Jesus fought back and quoted Deuteronomy 6 verse 16. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa. Jesus was referring to the time when Israel, angry and thirsty, questioned God's presence until he miraculously produced a stream of water from a rock. If Jesus would have given into temptation, he would have displayed that his faith was weak. So I'd like to say something here, and this is mostly just my opinion based on what I know and what I've seen. I say the truth because I love you. If I hated you all, I would have not said anything about this. Sending money to a televangelist for healing or a hundredfold blessing does not show God that you have faith. What it means is that you are being deceived by a false teacher and that you don't know what the word of God really teaches. Folks, we are in the last days and Jesus warned us that in the last days there would be many false prophets and many who would say that they would come in his name, that they would perform miracles and fool via very elect. I am astonished that other believers do not see this. I've seen in other mature believers what the word of God does and it's very obvious when somebody has been spending time with the Lord. It's very obvious when someone is not spending time with the Lord too. Spiritual maturity has nothing to do with how many years you've been going to church or how long you pray, how long ago you prayed the sinner's prayer. Spiritual maturity depends on how much time you spent with the Lord and how much he has grown you. Someone who understands the word would see these things and know the season we are currently living in and would see through the sheep's clothing, the ravenous wolves that have infiltrated the flock. I'm very much against the prosperity gospel and prosperity preachers. I will do as the Lord commands to expose the works of evil and warn people about these false preachers. The prosperity gospel is the gospel of demons. Let's go back to the lesson at hand. The last attempt by Satan to tempt Jesus is by taking Jesus upon a very high mountain and told Jesus that he that if only he would bow and worship Satan that he would give Jesus all the kingdoms of the world now Satan has that power because when Adam fell the that responsibility got unfortunately moved over to Satan so he had the authority to give all the kingdoms of the world to Christ. This right here is the wealth portion of the prosperity gospel. Satan does exercise some authority on earth, but the kingdoms on earth belong to God and he will give the kingdoms of the earth to the Messiah, not Satan. 
Also, God is the one who gives Satan his power and allows him to do things. If God doesn't allow it, Satan can't do anything about it. Anyways, Jesus responded to, to this temptation with Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 14. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are all around you. And in uh, verse 10, verse 20, he says, You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast and take souls in his name. So this was a one-two punch combo. If Jesus had worshipped Satan in order to gain worldly power, it would have indicated that he valued the creation more than the creator and valued more the kingdoms of the earth than the kingdoms of God. God is the only one who is worthy of worship. The love of the things of this world indicates that the love of the Father is not in you. Check out First uh, John chapter 2, verse 15. The word says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I know it's hard, but we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So, the other day, I was reading 1 Timothy chapter 6. For, uh, verse 7 through 11. And out of this post along with this message, we brought nothing into this world and we cannot take anything with us from this world when we die. Anything above nothing was, was and is a gift from God and we should be thankful for that. We should be content with the food and clothing, and with these things we will be content. Anything extra is a gift, and God is worthy of all praise for giving us what we need and the extra he gives. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a trap or a snare. In many senseless and meaningless and harmful desires, that is so true. Those desires plunge people into ruin and destruction. Think about it. Look throughout history and even in current times. Kingdoms have risen and fallen. Great men have gained tremendous wealth and lose it all faster than they gained it. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Money in itself is not evil. The love of money is the root, the beginning of all kinds of evil you cannot worship god and money it's though it's though this craving to be rich that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs i looked up the word pangs and it is defined as sudden pain and mental or emotional distress 